On this episode of Resi Week, Snap AV becomes Snap One, Oro adds Sonos support, and Vox acquires Onkyo and Integra. All this and more on this episode of Resi Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is Resi Week, episode 283, On the Land. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Daylight, the leading producer of high-quality projection screens worldwide. And by Access Networks. Welcome to this episode of Resi Week. This is your weekly roundup of all the latest news and stories for the residential AV industry. I'm your host, Matt D. Scott for avnation.tv. And this week, I'm pleased to be joined by two of my good friends. First, we have Mr. Stephen Bronner. He is the owner of Pro Audio Georgia and Pro Audio North Carolina, Asheville. What are you calling that one? Carolinas. Carolinas. Carolina. My apologies. Stephen, how are you, my friend? No worries, man. I am outstanding. I'm actually up in Asheville today, and the weather is just amazingly beautiful out here. It's not Georgia, but it's close enough. <laughs> Very good. And then coming to us from Denver is PG Patrick Gall. He is the head of channel development for Oro. How you doing, Patrick? I am also excellent, Matt. Great to be on the show. Thanks for having me. Thank you both for joining us. We are going to kick off today's show with a story that comes to us from Residential Systems. Snap AV is no more. They are rebranding and introducing themselves now as Snap One. Uh, the company is planning to rebrand this to better represent how it's serving our diverse industry. Uh read through the article uh the ceo john Heyman goes through a couple of things talking about why they kept the name snap during that rebrand but how one uh really encompasses everything that they do and uh you know really doesn't uh you know it isn't as limited as the av side of snap av steven when when you see this the the industry has evolved quite past av we are not just AV integrators anymore, although that is really the, the, the girl that brought us all to the dance. So when you see this, when you see this rebrand, um, is this a, a, a broader representation of the industry as a whole moving, not moving away from AV, but expanding beyond just AV? No, it's just a name change. <laughs> Somebody had some marketing money they wanted to waste, so they did. Um, everybody knows it's Snap AV. Everybody knows what's going to happen. They're, they're still Snap AV. They're going to be Snap AV for 20 years. If Lutron came in and changed their name to Lightron, people would still call it Lutron because that's what they are. Um, it, this is the biggest waste of time and money. They're wanting to go public. There's not a single person that's going to look at this company and go, Snap AV, I wouldn't buy that. Snap one, that sounds great. Hold on, though. Hold on. You, you do bring up an interesting point, though. The public aspect of it, the IPO aspect of it, mm -hmm. they are not going to be hindered one way or the other to the general investing populace by being Snap AV or being Snap One. I would argue Snap One gives them a broader future than Snap AV. But Snap AV tells you what they do. Snap One doesn't tell you anything. Isn't that part like, of the point? Literally. No, 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 no. That's stupid. That, that's, 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 that's nonsense. <laughs> basically, 
basically they wanted to rebrand themselves. They have a horrible reputation. And so they're trying to rebrand themselves. And I'm okay with that. I love it. I, you know what? Somewhere there's a marketing firm or a printing company that's printing up all these materials. And those people are feeding their families at night off of this nonsense. And I think it's great. That's all it is. Because it doesn't really matter in the overall scheme of things what you call yourself. Look at companies in our industry that have changed their name to get away from bad reputations. Um, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to give any examples, but there have been plenty. So, so my thing is, is that this to me, uh, as much as I know the CEO's job and the management's job is to talk up all these big decisions, it's still a nothing. It's a huge nothing burger. It's not going to matter to the, uh, to the investment scheme. And honestly, if I'm in the AV industry and there's a company called Snap AV or a company called Snap One, I'm probably going to go to Snap AV first, but it doesn't really matter. It, it literally makes no difference in the world. Once you establish who you are and your reputation, you can change your name. Um, and it's just not going to make that big a difference to me. Now, if they would have gotten away from Snap, let's say they went to Green Tree One or whatever, then huge deal, massive deal, complete rebranding. But they changed part of their name from Snap AB to Snap One. Maybe it is. It's, it's, it's not. It's a huge nothing burger, but I'm, you know, like I said, slow news week, and uh, I'm glad we had something to talk about. Well, perfect, PG. When you when you see this, does this expand their potential at all? Does this give them a little bit more leeway to go after lifestyle brands or heck, some offshoot of wellness that you know under an umbrella of quote unquote AV? it could be seen as a bit of a stretch or is it just to Steven's point, a, a name change for the sake of a name change? I mean, I think I see both sides of it. I mean, at, at the end of the day, you know, Steven's right. It is a lot of, a lot of splash and a lot of work for a name change, but uh, I do understand why they did it. Um, you know, I do think the word AV boxes them into, you know, the AV custom integrator, which is of course where they started. But I think, um, you know, as we've seen over the years, you're getting a little bit more of a convergence of different, you know, install verticals, you know, security installers, custom integrators, electricians. You know, they're starting to converge a bit. They're still pretty separated. But I think one day you're going to have this smart home installer, which encompasses, you know, all these different groups. And I do think the name does, you know, lend itself a little bit more to that. I will say on a personal note, I'm a little bit bitter about it because at Oro, we just changed the name of our products from the Oro Switch to the Oro One about 10 days before this. So, you know, we do feel like Snap stole our name a little bit, but, you know, they are a big company, so we'll we'll let it slide. But, uh, no, all joking aside, uh, you know, it, 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 it is a big thing, a lot of work, but uh, I, do, I do understand why they did it. I think it makes them a little more versatile. And to the investment perspective, yeah, it's just a it broadens their horizons a little bit, mm -hmm. uh, and that includes some of those other spaces you said, like wellness design. You know, if you wrap install underneath that, it could be you know a number of different trades or types of professional installers. So, I yeah, I, I do get it, but it is a lot of work for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but rebranding is always like that. It's new logos yes. and reprinting everything it's, it's a challenge all right gentlemen let's uh, move on to our next story of the day this comes to us from a residential tech today oro adds sonos integration for their in-wall control of that uh, speaker line uh, the 
Oro Smart Living System with the Oro Smart Switch can now control your favorite audio content for the Sonos speaker. One of the great reasons why we have PG here today is to talk about this a little bit. Uh, <clears throat> PG, th this is something that is, is kind of around the core of what the Oro switches are, right? You can control your lighting, but you can also use it to control other things. What was the push to get Sonos in there as, you know, that, that main audio component? And, and I know there, there may be others down the road, um, but to, to do that and, and add that local control of Sonos directly into the wall plate. Yeah, absolutely. And, and just to your point, just to give a little context is, you know, I think most are not familiar with Oro. Um, you know, Oro is the smart living system. And we really focus on kind of two big areas, uh, a human centric lighting system that really, um, you know, helps the end customer live better every day at home with the artificial lighting they have. And then on the other side is smart home control. So um, Oro, like other systems, you know, control many pieces of your home, uh, but at a, a different price point than you might find from other systems. Sonos for us uh, was super important for a couple of reasons. Um, you know, we control thermostats and door locks and other devices like that. But, you know, audio has gotten, you know, increasingly popular over the years as speaker prices have gone down. It's just the, the barrier of entry has gone down. So we knew, you know, listening to sound in the home has just continued to get more and more important. And then with Sonos specifically, obviously, they're a giant brand. They're, they're the leader in audio um, and yeah, we just felt that they were the, the best target for us to add early on. Um, we do have ambitions to add additional audio companies, especially ones that are maybe even more uh, installer centric, you know, companies like Blue Sound, for example, that are a little bit more focused on the installer. Um, but mm -hmm. what, what we're really excited about with the Sonos integration is the fact that we leverage their, their LAN API versus their cloud API, which means when you mm -hmm. set up Sonos with Oro, Within the Oro app, you just go to the integration section, you push the Sonos button, and within five seconds, the whole system is tied together. There's no authentication, no account credentials, because it's all on the LAN. And then because of the LAN, that also makes the, the uh, integration extremely speedy. You know, when I worked at Sonos, I touched about every Works with Sonos integration there is, and I have not seen a quicker integration of Sonos with something else than than Oro. So even here in my home day to day, you know, every now and then the Oro or the Sonos app might be a little slow for me, but I can always trust on the Oro, uh, Oro one, as we call it now, to just easily and quickly, you know, change the music group, uh, those sorts of things. Let me, let me ask you something before we go to Steven. Um, yep. when you're controlling it from a, from a functionality standpoint, is it able to like, are, are you setting it to be that single room controller or is it something where you have full control you can swipe through multiple zones multiple players etc you have a full control so uh, as sonos calls it you have full transport controls of, of any room of sonos um so mm -hmm. you know within a, a specific room you can change the volume skip tracks play pause uh, but you can also group from the oro products uh, and you can also um select uh, sonos favorites or, or my sonos as they now call them so uh, no matter which oro you know, one you're standing in front of in your house, you can control any room of the house where you have Sonos. That's fantastic. Steven, when you, when you see this, this is one of those things that to me has been missing from the Sonos lineup for a long time is some way to get control locally, right? Without having to pull out a phone and without having a full fledged automation system in, because not everyone is, you know, going to put, a 10 inch touchscreen in an auxiliary bedroom, but 
you can use the Aura One, do a couple of other things as well, but also add that local control of that Sonos player for that room. Is that the, is that, I don't want to say one of the missing pieces from Sonos, but is that one of the missing pieces from Sonos that Oro's supplying for us? Uh, yeah. Um, I think that's a really, really good way to put that. Uh, Sonos is not interested in, in wall control. They're interested in selling music players. Uh, they have a really nice app that people like. So, yeah, they're, they're missing that feature, not out of, not out of um, inability, but just out of disinterest. They just... They didn't want to be in that market. Uh, they made some controllers at one point, and they were terrible. So um, you know, they got out of it. They make a solid. They make a solid player. I still have one and, somewhere in the shop. Oh, I've got one. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so um, you know, the fact that Matt hoards awful technology doesn't have anything to do with the fact that you know it was a missing uh, a missing feature. Um, I won't say that. And, and I, I mean, in full respect, I, I, I think that what uh, Oro is doing is awesome. Um, but, you know, Lutron did it just not near as thorough as Oro is doing it. So Lutron did it with Radio Raw 2 and Homeworks and, and where you could bring it in. And I think even the um, um, entry-level line, I always forget what it's called. Uh, Caseta. So, but the Caseta, that's it. Um, even with those lines, uh, you could do very basic it was very, very basic. Stop, play, skip track. But what Oro is doing is they're allowing a full interface, a color interface, mm -hmm. uh, to go in and, and do that. Um, I'm not overly, uh, I'm not really familiar with the Oro product that much. It's, this has made me want to look it up. Right. But the, um, I know that uh, I'm interested to see that. But if they can do good in-wall Sonos control like that in a system that doesn't take really a whole house automation, that may be a good solution. You just have to, um, you know, everything comes down to a cost estimate. You know, what, what is the what is the perceived value of that interface on the wall? And that is, uh, that's what it comes down to. You know, I, I mean, I, I'd have to see it. It's a single gang. Actually, it's not even a single gang. It's it's a, uh, it's a uh, one Decora size. So a Decora switch size touch interface on a wall and a lot of those switches are so low, their light switch height instead of keep our uh, touch panel height, which is two totally different heights. So I'm interested to see uh, the contrast ratio, how it works at such a low level. How easy is it to read? Because it's far different for someone like me. I'm six four, and my wife, who's two foot nothing. So <laughs> you know, it's 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 two. She's not here, so I can say that. Look at me. I'm gonna tell her so, what you said. Uh, I, I, I'm a texter right now. I'm currently faster than her, so that's all that matters. Um, but no, so it's a different uh, experience for for me and, and many of my clients and, and um, people that are normal height. And so I would say that um, I would say that uh, it's an interesting concept. I like that. I like the deployment on the keypads, and I think it is a hole that Sonos needs filled but wasn't interested in filling and so for that at the very least for that i would say that's awesome i i will add um we have a a lutron system in my house that connects to sonos and i have a, a one of the pico for my kids and my son likes to take it into his room because it's on the pedestal and it plays favorites right and i've got all my xm favorites and most of them are you know it's 
jazz or country or hits or BPM or whatever. I also have a couple hip hop stations and every now and again <laughs> causes trouble. So yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for this. Let's move on. Hold on, man. What? Hold on. I want to be there the first time your parents are in the house. Nope. Whenever Tupac starts nope. playing. Nope. <laughs> nope. No, we had we had to take backspin <laughs> off, and if you're an XM person, you'll you'll get that one. Uh, so we just have yeah. the heat now. But yeah, backspin was on there. It was problematic. <laughs> as a as a totally unrelated side note, the music you grow up with, you think is fine when you grew up with it, mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. you know, PG, you've got a, a young kid now too. Yeah. When you have young kids and you're in the car and stuff comes on, you realize that no, nope. Nope, because you listen to lyrics when you get old and you have kids. So, yeah, well, just a in, helpful in, hint. In, in addition to that, I think when you meet you know, your potential significant other, they also have thoughts on your music taste when you were younger as well, which at least that happened to me. And I, I've continued to listen to that music, but, you know. My, the, mine mine yeah. still has thoughts <laughs> on my music taste to this day. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Yes, it is. Uh, it is. It is great. But my my wife is gangster. So um, Crystal Capone is her known name. Uh, but my kids were my kids were raised on, on old school gangster rap because my wife is just like that, and she's amazing. And I, but no, it's uh, it's it, it is awesome. But I just the just the the, the visual the look. Yeah. The visual of your parents <laughs> being there the first time you hear Tupac kick off yep. is just... Oh, it's entertaining. That's the kind of stuff you make movies after. Pretty much. All right, let, let's move on before I get into too much trouble. Uh, coming to us from CE Pro, Vox International, uh, and there's their partnership with, with Sharp, have acquired Onkyo and Inter Integra. There we go. Uh, for essentially 31 million, they will own 75% of the joint venture. Vox will, uh, while Sharp will own the remaining 25. They are also getting a licensing deal to sell Pioneer products. So, Stephen, when when you see this, Onkyo has had a a bit of a troubled period the last couple of years. Uh, same with the Integra brand. Um, now, what I find almost sad and and stay with me for a second but this is the first time that the onkyo brand is not going to be owned by the founding family because since its inception it's been owned by the the founding family that uh created it if you will um but anyways uh they've had a rough couple of years the the last couple of years what does this mean to that brand name is this something where they've flirted with the ci channel on and off for years, but they've never really been in the CI channel. Integra, obviously, a little bit more than Onkyo. Does this give you any 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 hope that this will allow them to grow beyond like a, a Costco and Best Buy special product? Uh, do you see this becoming a stronger product with the with the Vox acquisition? Man, are you serious? It's a no. it's an honest question. No. It is not. Man, it is, is totally an worst, honest question. It is the worst receiver line that ever showed at CD. Give me a break. Um, Tell me how so, you feel. So, so here's the deal. And, and I'm going to be real with you. I think that Onkyo Integra is the absolute perfect fit for Sharp and Vox. I couldn't pick a better brand if I tried. 
If you look at what Vox owns in the 12 volt industry, they're not brands Jensen. Let's just start at Jensen. And if you look at their headphones, they have here's clips. The thing. All right, we're, we're, all right, so so we go skip that. That was a Matt didn't mean to say that out loud because that sounded like he was talking about great stuff. So we're um, it's a name. My thing is, it it is it, it is, is a, a few name or it is it is really the only name in their lineup that they have that yeah. has much credence beyond anything else. That's yeah, why Bo I brought Cephas it up. Bocephus is a name. Bocephus is a name. Do you want me to call you that? <laughs> so um, anyway. So like I was saying, Onkyo Integra, they ran the company that owned it, uh, the family that owned it. That's their fault. They ran that brand into the dirt because I remember when Integra was a quality brand mm -hmm. and I knew some very high-end integrators that sold Integra. And I know a couple of them now, one that comes to mind immediately that if you even mention Integra to him, he gets angry, red-faced because they wouldn't back up their warranties. They drove themselves into the dirt. This isn't Stephen being mean. This is literally common industry knowledge. They drove themselves into the dirt. Their warranties were terrible. Their equipment was terrible. But I remember a day when Onkyo Integra was a good brand. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, yep. it was never a Marantz or a, a Denon because that wasn't what they were shooting for, but it wasn't what it is today. And um, Pioneer has had so many problems that were self-imposed. Everything from their control interface to their amplification power supplies, they're just, listen man, honestly, Vox is kind of a China knockoff company. They, they find headphones that have shiny gold pieces and shiny silver pieces and they sell them with a big Vox on the side of it. Um, they're not really known, that company's not really known for quality. So it's kind of a mean question, but the truth is, is yeah, I kind of think Akio Integra is the absolute perfect fit for Sharp and uh, um, Vox. Um, I mean, you re in the in the annual TV shootout that they have every year for the number one TV, do you realize the Sharp doesn't even make it through the first day? Yeah. Okay, so we'll leave that where it is. Um, that is my answer. That's my final answer. So I'll take the other side side of the coin a little bit. Um... I mean, I, I as well uh, think that those brands have definitely gone downhill over the years. You know, if I remember, if I go back to when I worked at Best Buy Magnolia a long time ago, you know, at that point, you know, Pioneer Elite receivers were premium, Onkyo, Integra, you know, th th those were the good days. Um, but mm -hmm. you know, really over the years, it just seems like they've struggled and, and f financially it just has seemed to be tough for them. So on that perspective, I'm intrigued to see what Vox might do. You know, they have a lot of brands, you know, presumably they have some capital they can invest into these brands to maybe start to turn things around. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what that means for the, you know, this professional install channel that we all revolve around. Cause to Steven's point, you know, their brands are not, not really uh, installer centric brands. You know, Klipsch is the one brand that really stands out as a brand, but you know, obviously there's mm -hmm. mixed opinions on, on them. Um, but I am intrigued to see what, what they might be able to do uh, with these brands with a little bit of, financial backing maybe it's quality improvements or maybe it's a new marketing campaign or maybe it's even just hiring someone to focus on the channel you know a lot of these these brands if they can get just focus on the channel meet with people like steven and and others to be better understand you know why do you not like our brand you know what can we change you know those sorts of things so mm -hmm. i'll uh, i'll be the optimist on this one and see uh you know if maybe vox can uh, help turn things around for them i want to say i want i want to add one point to this you are told your entire life to follow the money. 
If you want to know what's going on in a situation, follow the money. And that's generally a really good approach to know what's happening. In this year's um, stock market mess that's gone on with these, what they call meme stocks, I don't know if you remember, mm -hmm. but Vox was in there. Vox is such a bad company that they were so heavily shorted that they were part of the meme stock craze. Now, I, I know a, a lot of people may say, well, that doesn't matter. It does matter. You follow the money. The money says all the smart people that have all the money, they say that it's a garbage company. So I, I, I really, you're not going to hear that kind of thing about a lot of other brands. And um, <clears throat> honestly, I'm not really excited about a company like them being involved in the CI channel. I'm not because we have enough people racing to the bottom. We don't need somebody starting there. So um, I would, I would really rather not see that, but I did want to bring up the fact that for anybody who thinks I may be harsh or this is kind of mean, the truth is, is that if you follow the money, uh, all the experts feel the same way. PG, let me, let me ask you this before we wrap this up. The concern I have uh, around all of this is not really with the Onkyo Integra names, um, although th they're somewhat known. They're not necessarily, you're not going to ask somebody on the street and they're going to go, oh yeah, I remember an Onkyo yeah. I had back in the day. Pioneer, on the other hand, has that name brand awareness. Yep. My concern is when I when I looked into Vox a little bit, one of the other name plates that they have is RCA. Now, Stephen, give me a second. <laughs> RCA had that cachet, kind of not not our era, but my parents' era had that cachet of RCA meant something. Mm -hmm. And now it's the $100 32-inch TV that's at Walmart that will last six months. Is there, is there a valid concern that when companies like this take a somewhat well-respected nameplate and don't do it justice, that it continues to downgrade the, the, the name brands that are currently existing and, and that actually do mean something? Yeah, I think there absolutely is. And I think uh, I, I share that concern with you because, yeah, to your point of those three, Pioneer, Ankyo, Integra, Pioneer absolutely is a consumer brand to some degree. They had a pretty, a much wider range of products, you know, including Car mm -hmm. Audio, which I think they had a good name for. And um, yeah, I think you're right, especially because the Pioneer part of this equation is a licensing deal. You know, they're not, it's not their brand that, that they're going to make yeah. the products. They're going to find places that they can, you know, more or less slap the Pioneer logo onto. Um, and yeah, given some of the other companies that Vox has, I, I do think that is a fair concern that, you know, the, the brand now, which is probably still, you know, at a pretty good, you know, standing. Um, if you ask the average consumer, I, I do think there is a valid, a, a good chance that, you know, that can be tarnished and go downhill over time, depending on what Vox chooses, chooses to do with it. They could take the opposite approach, but I think, you know, if we were all betting people, you know, I think there is a, an unfortunate chance that your concern is uh, might become reality. Yeah, man, I love this guy. You <laughs> can anything, man. I love it. You, I hope they pay you a fortune. You are very good at your job. Thanks, Stephen. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, let's wrap it there. I notice you never give me compliments like that, Stephen. What's up? That's because I don't like you, man. I get it. Uh, thank you both for being here.
Uh, I've got to get back to tennis and, and a little bit of soccer. I'm, I'm kidding. Oh, my God. That was, that was strictly for Stephen. Thank you both for being here. Uh, PG, if people want to connect with you, learn more about Oro, where can they do that? Uh, they can connect with me directly on uh, LinkedIn, Patrick Gall, or Twitter, Patrick B. Gall. Um, or if they want to just learn more about Oro, get oro.com slash pro. Excellent. Thank you, sir. Thanks for joining us. Mr. Bronner, if people want to connect with you, learn more about Pro Audio Georgia, Carolinas, etc. <laughs> where can they do that? I'm trying to be like Joe Whitaker. I'm going to take over the world, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, if somebody has, uh, if they want to reach out to me, um, it's Stephen at ProAudioGA.com. You can find me at ProAudioGA, ProAudioGeorgia, Carolinas, Carolina. I'm easy to find, and I love talking to other integrators. If you think I'm ridiculous, tell me. If you think I'm brilliant, you can tell me. I never hear that, but I would. it'd be nice every now and then. But, um, no, I'd, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, reach out to me anytime. I look forward to it. Excellent. Thank you both for joining us. If you'd like to connect with me, you can find me on Twitter at Matt D. Scott and pretty much every other social platform. But more importantly, please visit avnation.tv where you'll find this show as well as a wide variety of other shows with all the verticals that we cover. When you visit the website, please take a moment to check out our supporters. We are extremely thankful for their support and ask that you check them out as well. Thanks again for watching. That's all the time we have for this episode of Resi Week. 